Hey everybody, RJ here. Before we get going into this episode of the Vasanoka Adventures, I just want to take a moment to apologize for this weird, like, electrical glitching that happens throughout the episode. You'll know what I mean when you hear it, and trust me, you'll hear it. So what happened was, during the recording of this episode, my chair actually was accidentally sitting on the power cord for our audio mixing board, and that started causing some connection issues that actually ended up eventually, by the end of the night, breaking the cord. So the audio as a whole still is definitely listenable. There's just going to be some points that it sounds kind of bad, uh, and so I just want to apologize for that. It's something we ended up, obviously, like I said, the cord broke, so uh, the issue got fixed. So just know that after this episode, it's back to normal and it sounds fine uh, starting in the next episode. I also would like to let you all know that starting with this episode of the Vasanoka Adventures campaign, there is likely going to be some additional background noises that you hear throughout the episode. The cause of these noises is due to a puppy that our co-host Harrison and his wife got, so I do just want to apologize if uh, that becomes distracting during the episode. Uh, we try and manage it the best we can during the recording sessions, but I can't really be mad because that puppy's just so darn cute. So, but apologies again. Thank you all for listening, and I hope you enjoy this episode of Realms and Nerds, the Vasanoka Adventures. Previously on Realms and Nerds, the Vasanoka Adventures. The trees of the Lakmar Forest are some of the tallest in the region. Due to the amount of druidic involvement in the area, trees do grow quite fast here. There is uh, a small village nearby, so you guys, I assume, are probably going to make your way that way. Essentially, the village is by the Builder's Road, so that's probably the way you're going to be headed. Did you feel that? It's a magical blight on the forest. In the middle of this room, there is this large pedestal. On the pedestal, hovering is this black vine-like material that is just twisting and turning. Raven runs up, channeling the energy within her and the energy of all the trees that have been hurt and all the nature. She condenses it all into a giant orb of fire that she then is able to lower down onto the heart of the blight. And as the orb of fire finally rests at the bottom of where the heart was, all of a sudden there's a blinding light. And as they open their eyes, they find themselves in a beautiful meadow in the Murdoch region. We're not to that next We're town on the river, are we? Are. You I, have I, not I, even I, crossed I'm over the river here. Okay. I think is where we were, we were headed. Um, we um, were just going along the Builders Road is all I know. Yeah. But we'd have to dip off south. We're about halfway across Murdoch at this point, I think. Maybe a little bit further. I think so. You are right next to Lockmore. 
You have gone east from Lockmar, you have not yet reached where the Builder Road crosses over the yep. Lockmar River. Okay, alright, I, oh, so I got where we're at. Work. Okay. We're like, it's very detailed. So I like it. Lockmar. You're a very detailed man. Yeah, You're somewhere along with the road, just right. with the river. Mm-hmm. I like to be an open book. I'm gonna hurt you. I like you. Oh, that was a weird experience. Don't want to do that again. Oh, hey. Well, would you look at this place? Kind of nice out here. Wouldn't you say there, Raven? Raven's still out. Where is the tower? You know, I'm not entirely sure. Well, you see, the tower was completely made of darkness and malice. Upon killing the Blight, I would assume its entire hold on this region was lost. How do you know what the tower was made of? How much do you know, Sauna? <laughs> well, to be honest, this isn't the first occurrence I've seen of darkness creeping into the Lockmar Forest. Oh, when did you see this before? Ugh. Lou. Bear me. Here you are. I have the worst hangover ever. I don't think it's a hangover. That's something. It's, uh... A darkness in your lungs? I, I'm not really sure. She downs her beer. Like, just, just, just one gulp. That sounds like the beginning of a pretty metal song, Luke. Darkness in your lungs, and the battle's just begun. Are you a bard as well as a shapeshifter? Who knows what he is? I'm whatever I want to be, motherfucker. Listen, this is a very pressing matter. I need to head back to Lakmar to alert the king, and from there I'm going to head back to, I'm going to send a message to Westport. The entire region needs to be known. I have not seen the darkness take hold like this before. I wonder if it has anything to do with what's going on out east. That is... that is the concern. Well then, we must make haste! You know, the entire reason the king sent us on the quest? Well, Stories of darkness in Vermont? Well, I would recommend that the four of you head east from here to New Halir. You'll meet up with the high elves there and see what they know. Alright, sounds like a plan then. Sauna, when you see my father, inquire if he has any information to give us. He told me before we left that he would be keeping his ears open for more information about the matter. Well, I'm gonna only go as far as Lachmar. Send a message from there. Hmm. Very well, then. Hopefully he can find some other way to pass his information along if he comes by any. I will send in the note that you're heading to New Halir. Perhaps he can send a raven to there. Very well. Safe travels to you. I'll see you all soon. And uh, Sana turns around turns into an eagle, and flies off. Well then, boys, we must make haste, and lady. Make haste to the nearest tavern, you mean. What else would I mean? You okay there, Ben? Oh, I'm fine. I'm just, you know, business is, business is normal. Listen, Ben, it will be a short trip, but I would... Aren't they always? Listen, Ben... It's been a rough couple of days, 
And judging on how far out in the wilderness we are, if we don't make haste, we won't make it to a town by nightfall. And I would very much like to take a bath and wash the stench of whatever that dark cloud was off of me. There's literally a river right over there. Wash away. Well, what if I need help washing my back? I'm sure Kroll will be more than happy to assist. Sorry, I can only dunk. I can't wash. No, it's gross, I guess. Listen, I've already got my fingers in my nose. Kroll doesn't seem to have a nose, seeing as he's dead, so I guess he automatically loses. So, as a dragonborn, I've lost a good third of my face, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, well then, Ben, if you don't want to make a move towards the nearest town with an inn, where would you like to go? Well, we need to go to New Halir. Are there no towns between here and New Halir? Well, certainly there are. Oh, for God's sake. Kroll jumps on Crystal and Certainly starts making his way back to the river. I hope one of them has a bar. Pretty sure they all have I'm a bar. I'm sure they likely all do. Ben mounts Winifred and starts continuing along the Builder's, Builder's Road. Raven turns into a deer and well, starts following So right too. now, you guys are a little ways into the forest. So from like where you are... He walks Winifred to the path, gets on the horse, and continues on. Maybe he's saying we have to find the road? Fuck. What I'm saying is that from where you are, to get back to the Builder's Road, you could either walk kind of like north to the Builder's Road or go south to the river and follow the river to where the Builder's Road meets at the river. I mean, um, whichever one is going to I'm just saying... Be so are faster. you heading, are you going back to the Builder's Road, or are you going to kind of cut through the wilderness and follow the Probably road? cut through the wilderness to save time. Uh, Raven, do you think that you would be able to guide us through the woods if we were to take the quick path as opposed to detouring back to the road? I actually have another idea. And I can sacrifice one of my, uh, one of my wild shapes to use, um, find familiar. And basically, you find something, an animal comes to you, here you go. You can read it. It calls forth an ant. I call forth a raven. Oh, ironic, Tony, to uh, lead us through the forest because it can see. Gee, I wonder if it's the one that had the fucking red on it that we still never figured out what the fuck it was about. So, Raven is going to turn and look out at the field and focus her energy for a second and running through the underbrush is a small black squirrel that pops its head up and um, looks right at Raven, kind of just standing on his back legs. Hey, you think he could lead us through the forest for trying to find the builder's road? It kind of gives like a little head nod and like turns around and kind of just like stops as you're not moving yet. Here we go, boys. Listen, one of my friends is is a fairy dragon. But that kind of tops that on a weird factor. Alright, whatever. It's a it's a firebolt thing. It's a firebolt thing. I promise. Well, you I, can trust I, him. I don't doubt it. I, I'm trusting him. I'm literally about to follow the squirrel. I'm just saying it's bizarre. Even by my standards. Then you literally turn into other people. I don't think you're one to talk. And then Lou's going to ride on. Kroll is a following. We're going after that squirrel. All right. So 
Lou mounts Preston, and Kroll had already gone on top of Crystal. And then as Ben walks over to Winifred, he sees that Silver is just sitting right on kind of like the head of Winifred. Hey, man. How's it going? That was some pretty scary darkness, dude. <laughs> just another day in the life of Ben. You have an interesting life, man. I've just been like... like Flying around this forest, dude. Uh, stick with me, kid. You'll go places. Well, let's, let's go places, man. Right, yo. And he gets up on Winifred. So, as Raven, uh, are you going to change form? Are you going to stay? I'm just going to change form. <laughs> I'm just going to rub off. Alright. So, um. <laughs> we're, not, we're not as fast as horses are. Raven uses her wild shape and turns into a stag and leads the pack, following this squirrel, who leads the party off to the right, uh, out of the clearing into the woods. And you guys are going through some pretty heavy woods, um, but this squirrel is picking a nice little path for you guys. So after about 30 minutes, you guys uh, find your way into a, a more open part of the forest, and soon you are on the shoreline of the Lachmar River. And once you get to the water, the squirrel kind of turns and looks back at Raven, wondering if it should keep going or if it should um, go on its own way. Raven changes back for a quick second and gives it a pat on the head and says, You're good. Thank you very much, little friend. And it runs back towards the forest, and before it gets there, it seems like it just disappears. I told you it was fucking weird, but that's kind of cool as well. Uh, here's the river. Time to head northeast. And Kroll turns northeast on Crystal and starts heading along the river. <laughs> <laughs> Once the party finds its way to the Lachmar River, you start making your way following the river bank. And after about an hour, you guys come upon uh, a small group of water sprites in the water, just playing. And as you approach, they all stop and look at you. Crawl waves at them. Hello there! What, what size are the sprites? They are considered a medium size. So okay, about so our size. Yeah. yeah. Are they just staring at us, or are they just making any, like, motion, like, talking amongst each other, or do they look threatening in any way, shape, or form, or do I need to do, like, an insight check here? Maybe do an insight perception check. Or, eh, I guess insight. Should have Either one's wisdom, so let's go insight. Place out for the wrong way, my friend. That's a 13, not amazing. Um, with a 13, Kroll really knows nothing about water sprites, um... And so upon seeing them, he's more curious than anything. Um, he has heard tales of, of water sprites and sirens before, but really has never encountered them and doesn't know anything other than the myth and legend. Can I do an insight check? Yeah. Ooh. Let's say uh, 23. Um, with a 23... Raven is quite familiar with the sprites, and in fact, she is actually familiar with this group of sprites, um, seeing as they fall within her region of influence. She knows that the water sprites are tied to this Lochmar River, and they cannot exist outside of this region, uh, or even more so, Raven knows that 
they are only able to walk out of the river a very small ways. Um, they're tied physically to the river. Do I know what language they speak? Um, they, they, they do know how to speak common. Okay. How dare you fuckers come over here? Let you out, pussies! <laughs> um, and as the group continues approaching, the sirens, actually you see one in the front of the group, her eyes kind of light up and she rushes towards the bank, approaching Raven. Raven, it is so nice to see you in our region. It's nice to see you guys, too. It's always nice to see a friendly face around here. And who are these young men you've brought with you? Hold on. Hold on. You leave them alone. All right? Except for the except for the human. You can probably take him. He's a bit of a bug. <laughs> You would offer him as a gift? Oh, no, no, no. No, no. I'm, I'm, I was kidding. I was. I promise I was kidding. Well, perhaps since you are here, you can help us. Coral actually climbs down from Crystal and walks over. Hello there! No, no. Coral? Well, I'm just being friendly. They'll, they'll, they'll eat your soul. I'm sorry, what? They'll eat your soul. I need to back up. I'm dead. I ain't got a soul. As Coral gets off of Crystal, two other water sprites kind of make their way towards the bank. Hmm. Okay, Kroll uh-huh. sees these two approaching, and he gets vibes of, like, not trusting him, and his blood begins to boil a little. <laughs> uh, can we trust these, uh, water sprites? Bud, I promise, you can trust them, all right? They'll fine. They're good, all right? Yeah, I know, I... No, no, I'm getting your, 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 se- your, your senses are correct, and they are a little dangerous, but I promise that if we just... Keep our distance and are nice. They won't hurt us, alright? Uh, let me know if you need help, because... Get some bad vibes. Kroll, um, your, your help is very much appreciated. Kroll backs away, but he, he, he his blood's already boiling. He, now he wants to hit something really hard. Go ahead, tree. Um, <laughs> Lou is gonna ride up next to Kroll, and um, sort of just put <clears throat> reach down and like, put his hand onto his shoulder. And uh, say to him, like, like, you know, fairly quietly, right? Like, you know, so not, like, projecting, right? Just go, easy, Kroll. Let's, uh, let's start this one off with diplomacy. If swords need to swing, then I'll give you the word. All right. I'll be going to stand right over there. Your, no- your negotiations fail. I'll be coming right in, right after you. Absolutely. Keep your sword at the ready. I will signal you if we are needed. Crow walks back over to Crystal and uh, takes the sword out and just starts, you know, playing with the edge a little bit, leaning against the horse, trying to look tough and everything. When Crow pulls his sword, this entire group of sprites all swim their way over to this one that has been speaking to Raven. So what can I do you ladies for? Wait, what could you do them for? What could you do them for? All right. Well, you see, just up the river, it seems as though they're starting to build a dam. As you can imagine, this dam blocks the water flow, our energy, our lifeline. And it makes so that, well, we cannot fathom why they would be building this dam. It is a shipping route that they benefit from. We would rather not have to do anything unsightly. 
but our hands are tied. Perhaps you who care for this region should try to handle this before we do. I hope it doesn't lead to any bloodshed, but I'll see what I can do. The odds are not in your favor, but... (laughs) (laughs) Especially not with cool. Um, ladies, if I may interject, uh, can you give us any information about the men or creatures that have built this dam? And who might you be, young man? Oh, I am so sorry. Uh, where are my manners? My name is Lou Westarian. I am the Crown Prince of Farland. It is very pleasurable to make your acquaintance. And yours as well. It's not the first prince we've met in our waters. It appears that it is the collection of human and half Goliaths that live at Vatak, the city that sits on the Builder's Road. Perhaps it is some sort of fishing ladder or something for their own mechanical games. Hmm. Well, we still travel through the land of my uncle at this point, and so I feel that it is my duty to try and resolve this problem for you. We shall see what we can do with these half-goliaths. We would appreciate not having to do anything that goes against our nature. When you crawl to it, you don't care. Indeed. As I said, we shall see what we can do. We'll go now. I hope to see you at my water's edge again. Very well. Good day to you. And um, this whole collection of sprites all sink into the water and go back to their uh, where they were sitting. On It's a small collection of, of kind of rocks that sit in the middle of the river. And they just sink into the water and pop back up over there and continue talking among themselves. Ben, for one, is going to just turn Winifred towards... What was the name of the town? Vatak. Vatak. Towards the direction of Vatak and starts trotting away towards there. Okay. The other three members of the party? Uh, Yeah. um, yeah. Kroll? Rebel, rebel, rebel. Yeah, they're... Kroll's standing back, so he didn't really hear the conversation, I guess, too well? Because... But he's... He's slowly losing his self-control, because I, mu- I must remind the group that as a Death Knight, his uh, aspect is a blood Death Knight, so every so often he does need to kill somebody. And right now he's uh, leaning more towards killing than control of himself. So, the talk is that off to... It is, um... The south. I can't tell it's on not this map. marked on the map, I mean, like, it's the city that sits on the river. As oh. the Builder Road crosses. On the Lockmore River. Okay. Those okay. cities that we can read for certain capitals, all the rest are just yep. intentionally vague. Well, they're, they're, they're there. It's yeah. just, yeah. Okay. It's the quality of which the PDF is. Yeah. Okay. All right, Kroll, it would appear that there are some half-goliaths that need to be straightened out. Mm. Pour me the way, and I'll deal with them for you. Now listen. I think the best way to handle this would be forceful negotiation, you could say. Excellent. We're going, listen, we are going to ask them first. I need you to keep control of yourself. Uh, Fine. 
prowesses. However, they are half Goliaths, and again, if they decide to start a fight, I would like you to have your sword handy. Very well. When we get in the town, I'll find you chicken to kill. Alright? Chicken! No, don't. Chicken! Hold on, hold on. Coral takes a big swing at the nearest tree. Don't say the C word around him. I just... What? As Kroll's sword makes contact with this tree, Silver sitting on the head of Winifred lets out a little... Ben just looks down at Silver. Stop being an instigator. What? <laughs> Kroll just proceeds to chop the shit out of his tree. That's <laughs> fine. We're out of harm's way anyway. Oh, I want to kill something. I would just like to note, Raven, uh, you take personal offense to a tree being chopped down in your forest. I look at him, and I know that he can't really control himself right now, so I just, I walk over to the tree, and I cast a bend on it. You're gonna let it slide for now. (laughs) I know you can't control it, so you can break it down again. (laughs) She did also instigate it. True. So as Kroll whips at this tree, in a few slices, he's able to take it down, and Raven simply puts her head down and walks over to the tree, and as she walks by it, puts a hand on the tree, and immediately you can see it start the process of regrowing. Kroll just walks over to Crystal and gets on and is ready to go kill a, ha- uh, a what'd you say, a half-ogre? Half-goliath. Ha- Half-goliath. Or were they challenge indeed? A battle would be legendary. <laughs> All right. So I guess we're uh, heading into town then. All right. You guys had um, had left the meadow around sun's highest time in the sky. And at this point, upon leaving the, these water sprites, it is, you know, about two o'clock or so. And you make your way towards Vitak, getting into town near sundown. It's probably six, seven o'clock. Um, as you approach the town... Very similar to Lochmar, that is just the city that is built on and around the river. The city of Vatak is, it's kind of like a floating city in the sense that they have built stilts on stilts across the river. And you can see as you approach right in front of the town, they are starting to build some sort of water break. Um, and you can see a structure being built as well looking like some sort of mill. Hmm. Just as I thought. People living with the land making the best use of the natural resources. Talking to those sprites back there. Hmm. Hmm. I'm not sure they would necessarily listen to that reasoning. Hence why I decided not to say anything earlier. You do realize that if their water's gone, they're gone, right? The water's not going anywhere. I'm sure they're, they're damming it, but not completely. Usually dams have space for water flow to continue, just less. I don't like your funny words, Master <laughs> <laughs> That would depend on the type of dam. I surmise that you may be correct there. Kroll's just trying to contain okay. himself right now, so... Okay. Here we go. Damn this dam talk. I'm gonna try my damnedest. Oh my god. You're as bad as he is. You're at three. Keep going. To D-damn this damn damn. There you go. 
You win a winner chicken dinner. You say damn one more time, I'm gonna throw you in the river. Well, damn. Damn. Oh, oh my god. Kroll jumps off of Crystal and runs at Ben, because Ben said it first, and is going to attempt to throw him in the river. Uh, as Kroll is jumping off Crystal, knowing full well what he just did, Ben is having one of Fred start, like, going gotcha. at, at, at a pace that can outpace Kroll running. Ah! Kroll just stomps back over to Crystal and gets back on. Funny, stupid half Goliath. <laughs> no, is, is now trotting in circles around Kroll and Crystal. I'm gonna cast a fucking spell on you. Can yes, we, we just yes, not. We. <laughs> it's already five thirty, and we've done nothing. We can't. Yes, we really should be getting to talking to the half Goliaths. Find out their reasoning, which. I'm guessing is a fairly sound reason for building this dam. Well, the dam itself isn't necessarily the issue, but we need them to build it in such a way that it does not dramatically reduce the water flow. Otherwise, there could be a... Uh, at least a skirmish with these sprites, if not an all-out war. Oh, it, it's, it's not going to be good. I'll tell you that, Princey. It's not going to be good. Well, who knows? These half-goliaths and humans may be reasonable. I got the vibe that those sprites certainly wouldn't be reasonable, hence why I decided to wait to talk to the five people here. And then Ben stops circling around Kroll and starts heading towards what he assumes is probably, like, the central government location yeah. for this. Well, you said yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Raven runs alongside him and stops him and he says, yeah, You do know that they've been here longer, right? They've been here a lot longer than any of you have been here. Cool. I don't, and he turns back and looks at Kroll. Give a damn. And then he continues heading into town. So you said it's evening, right? Uh, yeah, the sun is, okay. is on the horizon at this point. Ben, hold just a moment. Yes, your majesty. Listen, it's late in the evening. I doubt anyone wants to conduct business right now. Why don't we get a hot meal, take a bath, and we can... Uh, come at this well-rested tomorrow morning. Certainly, Your Majesty. And he turns the horse and heads towards the tavern. Everyone else in agreement? I... Well, say as I don't sleep, you know what you want. I'm gonna walk it off, as they might say. And, uh, while they go to a, find a tavern to sleep, Kroll's actually gonna wander the town in his bloodlust. So the whole party is making their way towards Vitakna. I thought we were in Vitakna. No. We were like on the you guys were out, like you guys could see the city coming up the river. Oh. You yeah. have not yet. So we're gonna go into the city. Yeah. We're gonna find an inn. Kroll wants to walk it off, I guess. He doesn't sleep, he may as well. So as they approach, there is a gatekeeper at the city gates. The Lakma River is, is quite a wide river. The city almost starts at the riverbed. So as you guys are approaching, it's like the front gate almost. The front gate, and then you're on to like, the boardwalk town. Gotcha. Um, so as you approach the city gate, the gatekeeper walks out of his little side house and uh, says, What brings you into the talk today? Good evening, gatekeeper. 
We are but travelers heading east on business, and we need somewhere to sleep for the night. Got quite the entourage coming with you. Don't see a dragon every day, and, well, don't see a stag walking with humans very often either. Ask us our patch. <laughs> Just fucking glares at him. Yeah, very well. What do I care? I recommend you head down down to the Slippery Fish Stop. Best tavern in town. Ah, uh, and will they have lodging there as well? Oh, of course. Well, thank you, good sir. I appreciate your, uh, your kind recommendation. And, uh, Lou's gonna toss him two gold pieces. Thank you for your kindness, sir. He steps aside and walks back into his little house. Alright, so we're gonna go on, uh... To the slippery fish. To the slippery fish, I guess, yeah. Following uh, the recommendation. As you guys enter the town, you can see... Actually, let's get uh, let's get some perception checks. What do you see? Not much. Not much, I got a ten. Nature and stuff. I got a seven. Oh, God. Look up there. Carl is literally blinded by his bloodlust. Nature and stuff like a bird. Rough. Perception? Yep. 18. 17. As you guys walk into town, uh, both Kroll and Lou are kind of in awe at the fact that this town is just all on stilts and are more caught up in the fact that, you know, they're walking across the river right now and there's so much hustle and bustle still going on. Raven and Ben both are able to note from Raven being in the area before and Ben just being quite keen in his new environment. Um, they see that it's not an extremely wealthy town. You know, everything is made of wood. It seems like everything is pretty well kept or has to be well kept because of the weathering from being on the river. But it seems like a lot of just basic craftsmen. You see a lot of fish vendors as you're going down the street. And... Altogether, you know, just not a not extremely prosperous town, but um, you know they're they're doing fine. As you make your way through the town, across the river, about ten minutes of walking, you find your way to a pretty busy two-story building. Out front, there are a few tables, and people are playing some card games and drinking. Above the double doors, there's a sign that reads "The Slippery Fish Stop." What card games are they playing? Uh, they're playing some blackjack. Uh, okay. I'm gonna do a history check. Uh, that's just a 10. I don't think Ben really remembers the rules of the game that well. So he just kind of sighs and then walks on by. Is is everyone gonna walk into the into the bar? Into the tavern? Yeah. Yep. I guess. Did Raven turn back into a person? Raven, are you gonna are you gonna stay? We gotta like fucking no. We gotta hurt and pushes the door open. We gotta fuck you, buddy. We gotta tie Raven up to um one of the horse posts. (laughs) She fucking wrestles crow. (laughs) I'll beat your fucking ass. I'll beat your fucking ass. (laughs) Okay. No, Raven turns back. All right. Are you tired of watching the same old awesome movies? Are B-movies more your style? Then the folks over at They Call This A Movie have you covered. Join us every Thursday as we review the worst of the worst in sci-fi, action, comedy, and more. 
We are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Podbean at theycalledthisamovie.podbean.com. They Called This a Movie, testing the strength of friendships one terrible movie at a time. Howdy there, and thank you so much for listening to episode 12 of the Vasanoka Adventures. First off, if you have a product or business or service that you would like to have advertised on the podcast, uh, you can get a hold of us at realmsandnerds at gmail.com. Don't forget that you can follow us on social media. We're on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. Uh, I think we have a TikTok account that we might start actually using here in the future. If you know of anybody that you think might also be interested in listening to our podcast, please feel free to share the show with them. Uh, It is by far the best way to help grow our listening audience. Uh, And there is a link in the episode description that will give you kind of a, it's not Linktree, but it's something like Linktree where they'll have options to choose from their favorite podcast site or app to use to listen to the show. Don't forget to check out the podcasts featured at the beginning and end of this commercial break. Thank you, as always, to our friend Kyle for composing the show's main theme, and thank you as well to Justin from the Lit Gaming Arena podcast for his arrangement of the tune, which is used as this campaign's theme. And of course, thank you all again for listening. We really appreciate you all so much. Take care. I'll talk to you all again when episode 32 of the Return of Ornon campaign comes out. Now let's get back into the rest of episode 12 of the Vasanoka Adventures. Hey, Andrew. Hey, Maddie. Do you like horror movies? I sure do. Well, did you know that most horror movies are inspired by real-life horror? Really? Like what? Well, take The Shining, for instance. That's based on Stephen King's real-life addictions, or The Purge, which could be our country any minute now. Oh, and The Strangers, which is based on a real-life murder. People should be talking about these things. Hey, guys. Oh, oh hey, producer, producer Michael. Michael, hi. Uh, well, I hate to break it to you, but somebody already is. It's you. <gasps> That's right. We are Friday the 13th, the podcast where we talk about horror in real life and horror in media, all from an LGBTQ perspective. Because we gay, y'all. We are proud members of the Legion Podcast Network, and we can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Come along with us on this crazy journey, and as always, get slayed. They find themselves in a room that is hustling and bustling with activity. There's a small stage at the back of the room with a band playing. There's three bartenders all working the bar. One um, acting as a server to all of the seating area. And then at the back of the room, off to the side from where the stage is, um, you see what would look kind of like a front desk. And behind there is a human woman who is nose down in the books, but also uh, seems to be in good spirits and kind of bopping her head to the tune. Good evening, madam. Uh, we will need some rooms for tonight. And how many do you have in your party tonight? There are four of us. Mm. Well, looks like the best I can do here is uh, give you two rooms tonight. That's okay. I can just, uh, walk the town. Like I said, I don't need to sleep anywhere, so... I'll bum it outside. Give me some food. Just give me some food. Now, just head on my way, you know? 
Well, sir, um, the bar can uh, take an order for your food, and um, do you need any lodging for steeds tonight? Uh, yes, indeed. We have three. Very well. She reaches under her desk and does some hustling and rearranging of stuff, grabbing out two room keys and then uh, this kind of piece of wood that it has a number carved into it and hands both the keys and this number card across to Lou and says, These are your room keys and this, um, if you just bring it across to the side of the stable with your horses and we'll take care of you there. And um, that's going to be uh, 50 gold pieces for tonight. All right, then. And here you are. Pleasure doing business with you. Now, um, if you need anything, my name's Sashi, and I'll be right here all night. Thank you, Sashi. Carl goes to order some food. Then gets the card from uh, Lou and goes to take care of the horses. Ben, would you like me to order some food for you while you're out there? Uh, certainly. You know what I like. All right, so go up to the bar. (laughs) Behind the bar, um, like I said, there are there are two bartenders who stay behind the bar, and then a, a third one who seems to be busy running from the kitchen and the bar and serving. Behind the bar, as Lou approaches, there is a full Goliath man that is behind the bar. Oh, what could I do for you tonight? Good evening. We will need four ales, and uh, what uh, what's on the menu tonight? Well, we've got chicken and we've got mutton. Chicken! Hey, now. Yeah. I don't want to throw you out. You better calm down. I'm terribly sorry, sir. He just has a thing about the, uh... Right, the Feathered... Birds. The seawards. <laughs> he has a thing about the seawards. Cats? <laughs> I take a whole chicken. Don't care if you're cooking or not. All right. Um, got a four, a chicken, and uh, for you, sir... Um, I will do, uh, uh, an order of the mutton and one of the chicken. Half or whole? I think Ben will want a whole just for taunting purposes. All right. And any furring for you, lass? Uh, She keeps looking at at Kroll. Uh, the, the, the one that starts with the C. <laughs> Alright, bird for you two. Whole thing? Uh, yeah. Alright. And you guys want the fixings? Of course. Yes. Alright, uh, well, why don't y'all sit down at that booth over there and, uh, I'll have, uh, the waitress bring you your food in no time. And he quickly, as he's been talking, has been filling up the glasses and, and here's your grog for tonight. <laughs> Oh, thank you very much, sir. <laughs> All right, we're sitting down. Awesome. Ben walk. I'm assuming there's no thing that goes on out there. So um, come back. Yeah, Ben walks out, um, taking the number card. He takes the three horses around the side of the building, and there's a stable boy there uh, who takes the card and takes the horses, puts them into the stable, and comes back with a piece of paper. That just says, hey, we have your horses, here they are, you know. Thank you very much. And then Ben goes back into the inn. Alright, as he walks in, he sees 
the the group sitting at the booth on the side and makes his way over to them. Uh, actually, it's first. <coughs> okay, yeah, that's Ah, uh, Lou, did you order my drink? Uh, yes, I did. Good. And then he sits down. Lou hands him the uh, the glass. What's in the glass? Grog. No, they're just beer. Oh, I said four ales. Yep. He gave you grog. The best they got in this here town. Ben, ben looks down into it. Lou, you know I don't drink. I don't know if they have much of anything else. I ordered ale and we got grog, so this might just be all of it. I mean, I suppose you could go up there and ask if they have a, uh, a water or something, but... No, it's fine. I'll just... Just go dunk your head in the river. You'll be fine. This mm. town does not have the... Uh, the same commodities that we are accustomed to back home. I am aware. I noticed it on the way in. Um, we sit there and awkwardly sip on grog <laughs> in silence until the food comes. <laughs> ben is not drinking his grog. Just and Ben's just awkwardly sitting there. <laughs> Maybe they could give you a cranberry juice, Ben. Listen, I'm. It's fine. Look, the grog is fine. After a few minutes of. Sitting in silence and drinking. <laughs> um, a another human female comes walking up to the table, holding a tray that looks like it has half the order on it. And you're able to tell that this young lady looks like she's probably related to Sashi. Sure. Um, and here you go. I have um, two chickens for whoever wants them. Girl grabs a chicken and just bites straight into it. Oh, I guess someone hasn't had food in a while. Uh, and this one? That would be for my friend over here. And he gestures to Ben. Great, I'll be right back with the rest of your order. Ah, thank you, Lou. You know just what I like. Okay, Kroll is sated by the thought of killing another chicken in this world. <laughs> ben digs into the chicken. Oh, that hurts the spot. Sorry about that earlier there, uh, Raven. I, uh, lost my cool. Things fall... It's okay. I know it wasn't your fault. Ah, it'll grow back in a... Rather rustic in these years. <laughs> Rather rustic in these here parts. Yes, I'm quite enjoying it. It's been quite the adventure, don't you think? And, um, here's, uh, mutton. Ah, yes, thank you. And another plate of chicken for you. Uh, anything else I could get you guys tonight? Um, do you have... Like, do you have any water? Do you have any water, or is it just crock? Um, well, I, I could get you some water. It goes for almost a higher price than grog around here. Perhaps a cranberry juice. What's cranberries? <laughs> what, are there no cranberries in this world? We got winter berries, apparently. Somebody that well off, they probably don't have luxuries like cranberries. I love how water, which we're literally sitting on top of, is more expensive than the grog. <laughs> we gotta it has to be, yeah, it has to be filtered. Doesn't, doesn't mean it's potable water. Well, we have, um, we have some apple juice if you'd like that. You know what? I, I think I'd rather have some apple juice. Very good. I will, um, I'll bring you a glass of apple juice. Anyone else? Uh, it's Ben. Ben? Ben? Yes, I suppose I shall have an apple juice. I apologize for the inconvenience, ma'am. Oh, no, no inconvenience at all. We appreciate the business. Uh, two apple juices. I'll be right back. Well, seeing as you're not going to drink that... <laughs> hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Why don't we uh, go half-seas on this one, and then 
We'll order another round when she comes back. Okay. Lou takes it and pours half into his glass and then gives her the other half. And she pours it into her glass. Between bites of chicken, Ben looks at Lou. Your Majesty, I'm surprised. Pardon my manners, my your Majesty. I'm surprised you didn't order chicken for yourself. You do. I know you love chicken, like a lot. I do love chicken, but it just this rustic setting. I just felt like mutton seemed more appropriate. All right, and then he continues eating the chicken. <laughs> the waitress comes back in a few moments with the two glasses of apple juice, and here you guys go. Oh, thank you, my dear. Thank you very much. Oh, by the way, there, Missy, you would happen to know why that dam's being built, would you? Seems rather narrow. Oh, you mean the new mill they're putting in? A mill, you're saying? Think about bringing some business to the town, eh? Yes, um, the city council has been in a tizzy about bringing in new income. I can't say I blame you. It's always good to bring in more people, more workers. Indeed, it's had me and my mom at, uh, well, at wit's end, it would seem, are severely understaffed. Yeah, bring more business for you if you bring in more people, too. Well, that's what they're thinking, at least, yes. It seems like a solid enough plan to me, and he looks at Lou. <laughs> we thank you for your information. Uh, could you bring us two more grogs whenever you get the chance? Of course, and, um... Should I put this on your tab, or will you guys be paying tonight? Oh, uh, put it on the tab for now. I will, uh, settle up at the end of the night. Or well. tomorrow morning, if I end up falling asleep before I remember. Send the bill to my father. <laughs> he has money. <laughs> I mean, he's sleeping there, so it's not like he's going anywhere. <laughs> Very well, we appreciate the patronage. Uh, I, sh- I shall... Keep a tab open, I might like another apple juice or chicken later. I thought Lou was paying for everybody. <laughs> Apparently Ben has some pride. Ben has some money. Uh, yeah, we're even like over a thousand gold coins. That's true. Oh, why, actually? Ra- Raven and Kroll are the freeloaders. Raven doesn't well, have... Yeah. Raven's Raven society... Is- <laughs> Raven's a hippie and her society doesn't value money. Raven bestowed on... Uh, Zombie minigame. Raven, yeah, we true. live in a society. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, how much... Does Kroll have any money? I he, got... He got 1717. Yeah. Okay. We live in a society, Richard than Ben by seven gold coins. So I don't know why Lou's still taking care of everything. <laughs> I don't know Because you can go to an ATM and just take your dad's <laughs> money out. <laughs> I got the king credit card. You got the... Pull the lever card just card. falls through. Yeah, that is until card. you get far enough from Farland that no yeah. one's gonna take the IOU. Yeah. That's... Exactly. Kroll's just saving up for when we get to the wild. <laughs> it's probably gonna be once we get into Holy Year. I mean, knowing our luck, probably. It just depends on who's allied with who and who has commerce with who. Because, I mean, the... You know, Farland is a major... Because they're on the coast, they're a major trading, like, center... Yeah, so, but so is Halir. Right. halir has got a whole ass bay there. Yeah. Right. I'm just saying, Farland generally has good relations with a lot of people just because of trading concerns. Oh, yes. Right. And I'm not pulling that out of my ass. Um, I'm, we talked yes. about that before. And, I, and, I'm, and what I'm saying is, so far you've only been in regions that have been on the ocean. I can't well, we're in Murdoch. 
Murdoch yeah, doesn't Murdoch's have land land but it's got that little river in Ireland. Right, yeah. yeah. Inlets from the ocean somehow. I mean, the river, I guess, but that's what I'm saying. It inlets from the ocean somehow. Anyway. Anyway, it's semantics. doesn't matter. This is all, yeah, all future talk. All right, so um, you all eat your meals and drink up. Is there anything that you guys were wanting to do tonight? Ben is basically going to eat some more chicken. While he's doing that, I'm going to try again that. Yeah, he's not. He he works on seeing if he can remember the games of blackjack so he can get in on the game, but he's just too preoccupied with what they're working on and does not. I roll, I roll the hot three on my second history check, so it didn't work, so he's definitely not getting in on blackjack tonight. Alright, um, so Raven finishes eating and drinking, and she sneaks out the front door, turns into a rat, and goes into the stables, and she goes up to Winifred's stable, and she asks, or Winifred's pen, and she asks, Do you mind if I sleep in the hay with you tonight? <laughs> she crawls into a pile of straw, and she sleeps with Winifred tonight. Pretty cozy. Nice. Mm-hmm. Do I see any half-Goliaths uh, yeah. in here? I mean, they're, so the population of this town seems to be a lot of humans and a lot of half Goliaths. You see, a, like, there's the, you know, there's a full Goliath around. So you would kind of assume that this place was probably established by humans and Goliaths and over time have, you know, been cohabitating. Oh, they've been cohabitating. Alright. Are any of them at the bar? Yes. Okay. Uh, Lou would like to walk up to the bar and sit down next to one of these half-Goliaths. Good evening, sir. My name is Lou, and you are? Huh? Oh. They call me Darren. A pleasure to make your acquaintance, Darren. Can I buy you a, uh, grog? I mean, I won't say no. Uh, excuse me, bartender. Two grogs, please. Very well. Now, Darren, I was wondering if you could give me, uh... The name of the person who's in charge of this new dam project that's going in. New dam project? Well, I guess that that would be, uh, that would be Harmy up at the City Hall. You know, I mean, kind of all the, uh, planning and business of the town goes through him. Hmm. Interesting. And he's, uh, he's done well for the city? Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, I make most of my income off the fish that come up the river, but seems like all the uh, the merchants in town have appreciated him being around. Well, aren't you concerned about the dam, then, and what that could do to your business? Well, Harmy promises that it won't affect the fish, and they'll still be able to move through the river, perhaps even make it easier for us to catch them. Hmm. Interesting. Perhaps, uh, he should have consulted someone like you before making that decision. Well, you know those big wigs always big ideas, and well, the people are always a second thought. Mm. That is very unfortunate. I, uh, I don't like to hear of things like that happening. The people should always be taken care of before anyone else. 
I'll tell that to them up at City Hall. Ah, that is, uh, perhaps what I will be doing tomorrow morning. Anyways, I thank you for the information. Enjoy your grog and have a good night. Well, thank you. Have a good one. Uh, so are you guys still at the table? I am currently. Okay. Lou is, as far as I know, basically just a person out of chicken and another apple juice. Ben? Ben is, yeah. <laughs> um, can Kroll do a perception check of the room to see if anyone's being shady or if everyone's just being, like, local chill? Sure. That's a ten. With a ten is... Kroll scans across this room. He can tell that it seems like most of the people in this room are uh, locals and they know each other. You know, a lot of people getting up from one table and walking over to another. The, you know, the band is playing and they seem well received by everyone and, you know, they have a good groove going and it seems like they know each other themselves. Realistically, you know, it just seems like a hustling, bustling tavern. Crow's liking the vibes. Alright, so Lou returns to the booth. Hey, find out anything over there? You're friendly? Indeed I did. Uh, I spoke with a man named Daryl, uh, who's a fisherman, and apparently the locals at the city hall did not consult the people before this dam project. It seems that perhaps they took it upon themselves without taking into consideration what it might do to the town. Well, what might it do to the town? Well, for one thing, it could potentially affect the fishermen, which it seems many people make their income from. Wouldn't it make it easier, because the fish would have a little bit of a harder time getting through, meaning they're stuck in an area where they're fishing for longer, meaning better chances to catch them? Perhaps, but then I understand that... You spent some time at sea in a, uh, a past life? I don't know what you mean by a past life, but sure. Well, you have your, uh, your pirate persona. You mean any shifts into Gwendolyn? Gwendolyn and shifts back into Ben. Please don't do that again. In, indeed. Yes. So you know that the, uh, the movement of fish is very important to their life cycle. Perhaps a dam could interfere with that. It could, but I mean, the fish would still get through, just at a slightly slower rate. Well, it depends on what kind of dam they build. Well, certainly. I mean, perhaps we could help them figure out the best way to create a dam that's beneficial for both sides. Indeed, Ben. That is precisely what I am... Suggesting, I am not against a mill. I'm not against this town improving itself. I merely am proposing that there is a solution for both sides here. There are many ways to build dams that will power the mill and not affect the flow of the river. It just seems like maybe they're not going about this the right way. I can't but agree with you, Lou. Well, on that note, boys, since we're not doing anything tonight, I'm going to go hit the town. See ya. And Kroll walks out and starts walking around town. Oh, yeah. I was going to roll to see if Ben... uh, Going to do an insight check to see if Ben realizes the uh, underhanded kind of side of lose or having ordered him chicken. No, he doesn't. (laughs) He just knows that. Blue knows what he likes. Ben, I... 
before we go in for this meeting tomorrow morning, I just would like to ask you... It seems that you are maybe more in favor of this dam? Well, I don't see anything wrong with having a dam, as long as it's made right. Right, I, and I don't have a problem with it either. I just... It seems like you are uneasy about this whole thing. What's to be uneasy about? They should build the dam if it helps them progress the city. As long as it doesn't interfere kill off those water sprites to keep them alive and keep Raven happy. Because we must care for both the ecological side as well as the growth of the town. Well, then we are on the same page then, as far as I know. It just seemed that you were uh, troubled somewhat by our discussions about the dam. I was only troubled with the thought that you were going to tell them to stop building the dam and kill them if they did not agree. I was also troubled by uh, what the water sprites may do depending on how the dam is dealt with. I am troubled by what the water sprites may do as well, which is why we are here in the first place. As far as killing them if they don't comply, I, I'm a prince, I'm not a murderer. No, but you have crawl. Yes, of course. My comments to Kroll were, Listen, you and I both know that Goliaths, half or full, can sometimes have very short tempers. And if I come in and tell them that they're doing things the wrong way, they may be liable to get angry about that. All I was telling Kroll is that he should be ready for violence, not that... We are going to start violence. Well, I probably would have waited until after Kroll had been satiated of his blood first. But now it doesn't matter because he is thinking clearer. Indeed. So we shall go in the morning and try to make this, uh, this argument at City Hall that things should be changed. Yes, my prince. And at that, Ben gets up from the table and goes to pay his tab and go to bed. So, as Ben gets up and walks towards the bar, the uh, bartender actually directs him back to the front counter. Thank you. And he goes back to the front counter. All done for tonight? Uh, Yes, I'm ready to turn in for the night. Very good. Um, Looks like it's going to be 20... Two for tonight's drink and food. It seems fine enough to me, and he gives her 22, and then pauses for a moment. You guys run a very good business here. And he puts an additional five gold pieces up. Well, thank you for your kindness tonight. Have a good night. You as well, thank you. And he goes off to bed. Um, yeah, Blue's gonna stick around the bar for a little bit longer, but... Not too much longer. And then he's going to turn in as well. At this point, he's now uh, turned on the sort of diplomat side of his brain. Mm. And so he knows that uh, he's actually going to have to put on a good showing tomorrow. So he figures he probably should get in bed at a semi-reasonable hour. Gotcha. Um, So Lou is also going to head upstairs to bed? Yeah, he's going to go settle his tab as well. And, um... Are you are you going to be paying for your two friends tonight as well? Uh, yes, it would appear so. Very good. It's going to be 60 for you tonight. 
Very well. Uh, he's gonna give her 70. Thank you, sir. Ah, uh, yes. Have a good night. You as well. I hope you enjoy your stay with us. Oh, I'm sure. Thank you. Alright, so, um, Lou also heads upstairs and finds the room that correlates with the room key and opens it up and finds uh, a room with two, like, twin beds in it. Um, picking one of them and laying down. Kroll, is there anything that you wanted to do as you walked around the town? Um, well, ever since the darkness thing they had to deal with, he's a little on, uh, a little on edge about what's going on in the world now, thinking that maybe the forces of Tiamat are out after him or something, or the chickens are misbehaving. I don't know. He's going around, um, town. He's gonna, he's gonna do a, a once-over, see if there's anything out of... Out of sorts, he might have to deal with in the morning or something, you know. Alright, let's get a per- investigation check. Investigation. That's a 16. Um, so as Krull walks around the town, he first makes his way kind of down the main strip, and at this point, you know, all the shop fronts have kind of closed up. He sees a couple of second story uh, windows illuminated by candlelight, but Seems like everyone's turned in, you know, there's a couple of people chatting or, or talking kind of before heading to bed, but it seems like the town is dying down. He notices that as far as, you know, crime is in this town, it, it seems, as he noted inside the tavern, it seems like everyone is quite friendly with each other and it's somewhat of a close-knit community. Um, so it doesn't really notice anything, you know, no night crime, doesn't really notice anyone acting suspicious. As he makes his way to the edge of the main strip and makes his way kind of off to the side of the town, he's able to get a closer look at what's being constructed. Um, he can see that the type of dam they've chosen to go for is channeling all of the water to one smaller area. Uh, they haven't quite put up all the water breaks, but it, he can tell that it's all being channeled to one kind of port, and then they're starting to construct a, a water wheel on the mill. And at this point, everything's kind of just like framework. I haven't really fleshed out the building yet. Right. Um, other than that, as he makes his way back towards the tavern, looking off into the water, you can see... There is a uh, small group of water sprites that are kind of sitting in the water a ways down the river. Alright. He uh, makes a mental note that they're there and uh, starts heading his way back into town. Actually, he's going he's gonna to go find Raven uh, real quick. Alright. How oh, Raven's a rat. <laughs> um, Does he know this? No. Exactly. No. So you're going to go attempt to find Raven? He's going he's gonna to... Where's Kroll going to look for Raven? Um, he's going to look around the tavern. He doesn't think she'd wander far, because that's where the whole party is. And if he doesn't find her there, he'll look in the stalls with the horses, see if she, maybe she went to look on the horses or whatever. Well, let's roll two, uh, one investigation check. The whole party might be a, a good, uh, good name for our party. Kroll, um, is unable to see anything around the tavern, and as he walks into the stables, he notices, you know, Crystal, Winifred, and Preston all laying down in the hay pretty close to each other and doesn't see any figures 
other figures in the stall. Hmm. Where where Raven got off to? Oh well. He's gonna... Did I do a perception check to see if I hear him talking? You're asleep. Oh, I am asleep. Yeah, you're yeah, I'm, I'm asleep. So he's just gonna spend the night, the rest of the night in the stable, um, working on his room magic and making sure that everything is going to stuff. take a long rest? Yes. Raven's in the stall, like, beep, beep, yes, beep, 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 So you're also staying in the stable. Beep, 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 beep. Okay. <laughs> So Krull kind of um, makes his way into the stable and not seeing anyone else in there decides it might be a nice quiet place to sit down. So he sits down in the corner and uh, just sits there all night working and sharpening his sword. And Oh my gosh. I thought you were going to do a fun little bit where he decides to flop down on the hay and win it for <laughs> install. Well, all three of the horses are just in one big stall. Flops down. Right on, right on Raven. You know, underneath you, you just hear, Start doing your death save. <laughs> <laughs> um, alright. We leave our party with Ben and Lou sleeping in the Slippery Fish Tavern. And, um... Why is my head so slippery? <laughs> both Raven and Kroll are sleeping in the tavern. Un known to each other. 